Hey, Pulpets, as a quick reminder to check us out at our website, Pulpery.com, and to follow us on Twitter, at Pulpery, for all of our latest updates and our commentary on the sports and nerd world. Hey, everyone, just wanted to take a quick moment to promote a small American business, The Goddamn Sauce. They produce a wide range of sauces that range from replacing the condiments in your refrigerator to hot sauces to give you that little extra that you need in your food. I have tried all of them. I personally like the original Goddamn Sauce and their mango sauce. These are perfect for dipping, for sandwiches, and for marinades, whatever you like. So head on over to thegdsauce.com and place your order today. Since <sighs> probably, probably the last time. Well, I mean, if I were poolside in the Bahamas, too, I would have been... I wouldn't have been drinking whiskey. I would have been drinking Bahama Mamas. I would have been... I was dr- drinking beer. Yeah. Their beer. I would have gotten fucked up. I, I could. I'd and I would have drowned on those rapids. It would have. Yeah, look at this road rash. Look at that. It still fucking hurts. Ooh, you see that? Yeah. It's funny, though, because I that's didn't. That's what happens when pee gets in a wound. So, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. Welcome to Pulpourri, the podcast where we converse about the sports world, nerd culture, where the two intersect, and many points in between. It's Tuesday, March 8th, and we're looking for answers to the following questions like Leeds fans are looking for a proper goodbye to Bielsa. Will Jesse Marsh be able to keep Leeds out of relegation? Who is really to blame for the lockout in the MLB? And how will the Russell Wilson trade shake up the NFL? All that and more on Pulpery with Brock and Ben. Yeah, or it, or it would be it would be good to start off on a really sad note, but we don't have that transition. No, just, no, no, just goofy um, stories. But but the sad part is. <coughs> oh no, I got to one. see her. I to, got one. You're right. Uh, okay. The world giveth and taketh away, like sure. I said. Awesome vacation. Dead refrigerator. Oh, that's right. So now we're uh, living out of an ice chest. That's a, I mean, that's not a bad metaphor for Marcelo Bielsa. No. Well done. <laughs> yeah, because he just... Yeah, he died. He it did, it stopped cr- functioning. It is, it's really I, I it. hate the, the phrase... But thank you, Marcelo. <laughs> You're, thank you. No, I mean, um, well, he still is God, but... Oh, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, 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 exactly. Pep. Pep is like he's Pep's. Yeah, guru. Well, I mean, he's he's well now he's multiple people's guru. Yeah, no, there's a whole tree under him. Yeah, it's like Bill Parcells' tree or um, or uh, who is the Green Bay coach with Brett Favre, um, Green something or whatever or oh, I know who you're talking about his. Uh, he has a tree too. I yeah. think he, even Andy Reid might have a, tr- a, a coaching yeah. tree under him. I don't want to compare him to Bill Walsh because Bill Walsh no, 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 won no. He's multiple. And, and I can't say yeah. Belichick because his yeah. assistants. His, his tree sucks when they go off. Except Tennessee's coach, right? He's just got the stench of being the Tennessee coach. Yeah. Like he's he drug that team <laughs> to the number one seed, right? And, and then – they found a way to fuck up. It's like the Saints. Yeah. So he'll get it. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. But that's just, that's not his fault. That's being the Titans. Coach. That's, what, that's yeah. why I said he's got the stench yeah. of being the Titans. Right. That's so, the leftover from Jeff Fisher. So. Ugh, God, you do need some time. You need like sandblaster to get it off of you. Yeah. Gross. Anyway. So thanks, Bielsa. Um, well, and what's. I, I, what was well what was so to me what was fascinating about it which is and we'll get into the dynamics of why it, why we it, agree or disagree uh and one day we'll I'll figure out where that fucking pop is coming from but I don't know if they can hear it the uh the the, the main thing was our six listeners the funniest part to me was how attached the citizens of Leeds got to him yeah exactly like, like Begging, well, I mean, like there were people bringing him his favorite Argentinian tea. Yes, yes, there were. I mean, and I mean, the dude it was almost refused like to it. learn English. Like, yeah, ref- yeah, but he had the same translator with yeah. him. Like, I think I heard him 
and one video of him like rolling down his window and signing some yeah things he said something like they were like thank you and i think he i think the only well you know he I knows think he some said, english thank you yeah. yeah of course he does but um but he's such a stubborn he son is of a, a bitch. stubborn <laughs> bastard which is why pep is so fucking stubborn yeah and he keeps losing because it's f- whatever so he's in the art i think the atlantic article yeah. said that he even reshaped the U-23s is kind of what Manchester United needs to fucking do. Right, yeah. Looks like Arsenal did that. But I think... But we'll get to them in a minute, yeah. but... Well, I, I would say, like, his system is perfect for championship teams mm-hmm. and and for your youth academies. Like... Just, you get the high press. Yeah, grind, grind, but also like like that like you gotta get that from, murder ball. You got to get away from man marking. Yeah, that's the problem because when you play good teams and they know that you're man marking. Well, and I mean, into what we have been talking about, where I mean, this was like three weeks ago, but saying that that stubbornness not to change, and yeah. like, that's the problem. Like when you're in the Premier League. Yeah, where you you have to be adaptable, and then also like you or can't just spend a lot of money. Yeah, and or, or or have yeah like have a bench or a have bench the assets that's, that yeah. is so deep like Liverpool and Man City have yep. that you can run two different teams during the meat grinders, right? Exactly, and still come out fine. Fine, because you've got two Premier League teams yeah. between your bench and your field, unlike Juventus, who. But nine I, regular starters injured. I still think his his practice regiment though in the end yes. lost the players. Like the players were finally at that point where they're like, I can't fucking do so this anymore. You you answered because I was going to lead with I hate the he lost the locker room narrative. Yeah, I get the everybody needs a change of scenery. Sure, and. There's a, I think there's a reason Bielsa only sticks around for X number of years. The, you know, like Mourinho or Conte, like they just... Are now like Rafnik and right. dudes like that. Like you, you come in, you set up the system, and then you... And then you bounce. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you work black magic elsewhere, which... <laughs> fucking... He's Italian, man. What can I say? Even, well, I, or, even if he has fake hair. I was also thinking too is that you got to be thinking as of this point now that Bielsa's free Argentina not necessarily head coach but he, he they should be recruiting him to join the Argentinian national team right. recruiting in, just in a watching management. and yeah. uh, what's the word I'm fucking looking for um or in a training capacity Gra- grading the kids coming through yeah. yeah exactly well and that's why that's why uh Victor Ordo lobbied for him to come over to Leeds was that he he had I mean he built up Argentina's youth academies. Right. And we're talking the That was his bread and butter. Messi's Dibala's yeah. Lataros, uh Sergio Aguero, Di Maria like there's a reason these guys Right and that was his They're gonna do I mean they should really do and considering this is Messi's probably probably last, last World, World Cup. Cup. They're, they should do a serious run so, at it, too. So Yeah, and think about this. Just tangent. <laughs> Could be Messi's last World Cup. Now, Ronaldo can actually miss the World Cup. Yeah. It's either going to be Ronaldo or Italy. That's literally because they're <laughs> in the same elimination thing. They're going to have to play each other to see who makes the tournament. Now, a scenario where Ronaldo doesn't get to finish his career in the World Cup or Italy misses two World Cups in a row. The same Italy that are the reigning and defending European champions. And you know why? Because Chiesa and Spinanzola are hurt. Or, yeah. I don't I, I, I would still put my money on because they do have some superstars, but I don't feel... I still feel Juventus... Yeah, might as well Juventus. be. I'm kidding. But... Uh, but the Italian team, if, I mean, even without those, and like those dudes didn't play every second yeah, of the Spinanzola Europe. Yeah, got hurt yeah. in the quarterfinals. Yeah, in the quarterfinals. And so. Chiesa was 
like sometimes he was, he was pitch, a late, yeah, but he was sometimes a late, he was a sub, so, exactly. So, I I I still would put my money on Italy, and because I don't feel the Portuguese team is as good as it used to be. Let's just put it that way. No, I mean they've got Cancelo and Yal Felix, but but they don't. I mean Pepe, I think is yeah. their defender, but outside of that, I mean they got a couple of guys. But you know, it's just one of those things like yeah. you know, one off. I don't think it's home and away. Like, fuck, scare me. Anyway. Well, and as you pointed out, Euros, it like Italy turned it on. So yeah, that's all it takes. When he, I, and they turn it on when it's games that fucking matter. So yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason they won like 38 games in a row. Yeah, so we'll be fine. Anyway, back to Bielsa. Um, he's left his mark. So it took him two years to get up. Yeah, he stayed up. And then he had the second year down, or which tends to happen to a lot of newly promoted teams. Oh, it does. And because the league catches up to you, which is clearly what happened, which is why they weren't scoring enough goals, and we'll get into injuries in a minute, but they were just it was a sieve. But that goes defense. to like not changing any strategy. Right, exactly. And that you're just, it's like we're just going to press, 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 press. And man mark, man mark, yeah. man mark, and... Okay, we'll get to the injuries. You can't really do that to begin with, but you really can't do it with people have... playing out of position right? or people who... It worked when you had Calvin Phillips in the midfield. Run in the midfield, and yeah. you had a guy next to him. You, you, Exactly, you had a captain. And then in the on the back line... Oh, is, yeah, I mean, we used to think Liam Cooper was a hothead, but now you see really what... What he brings. Yeah. Exactly, And then... Everybody knows what Bamford does up front. He does yeah. more than just score goals. He holds up play. He lets everybody get into play. He's going to work his ass off chasing the ball. Right. It's just you know, unfortunately that, he's not, made you know, a glass. So right, and you've got other guys that are here in and out, in and out. It's good to see like Jesse Marsh. Yeah, we'll transition to him. Actually, bring up and practice with the first team, the kids. Yeah, because that was another thing, Bielsa tended to keep them separate i read yeah i mean I, where he liked he liked bringing up the young kids to play with the veterans right and not but not have them face each other see that's what i thought yeah. exactly and uh well and, and i mean it was just he didn't well first thing with marsh was what i did appreciate was that he said what everybody was thinking which is he was like look I didn't want Bielsa to go out like that. No, like, no. It's like, you know, in my ideal scenario, I would have come in at after, the end of the season. After he his contract runs yeah. out, everybody knows Bielsa's not going to renew. Right. And fine, we'll go. But five games in a row, is that what I said? Yeah. And Well, and... And they and gave the, up 20, 20 goals yeah. in the month of January. Yeah, which, you know, I... You know, as much as as much as we love Bielsa, you also have to understand like the team is a business, and so yeah, Rodrigoni. I always stumble over that name, but uh, Rigatoni, Res, Res. It doesn't matter. Rad, Rad Rizani or something. I mean, he is Rad and he is Zani. Yeah, Rad's Rad Zombie. He's Milanese, so I can. I mean, I can say that right. He's Um, not Rob Zombie. He's Red Zombie. But. When he said, like, he saw, he said he saw that there was something broken in the team. Right. Which I think, you know, everyone. And it's not just him, but, you know, he's got those other, God, I can never remember their names, the two cats that hang out with him. Yeah, well, I mean, so there's, like, the president of operations, which is the really white British guy. Right. And then there's Victor Orta, who is the, he's like the GM. Right. Exactly. He does and, all the scouting yeah. and requests things, works with Bielsa. Right. Got it. And he would—he he was the dude who had been talking with Jesse Marsh pre-COVID, like when he moved over to Leipzig and then eventually to, uh, or before Leipzig, what's the other Red Bull team in? Salzburg? Yeah. The one that got murdered today? Yeah. And, Bayern. Uh, Bayern, wow. So, but uh, also too with Jesse Marsh, in terms of saying the right things, was that he, in that first press, com- press conference too, and saying what he said about Bielsa, also did address the issue of an American coaching in the Premier League. And he's like, dude, I understand. He's like, he said he hadn't seen it, but he's like, 
I'm not Ted Lasso. Yeah, like, so, yeah, no. He like, and he brought up the elephant in the room, right? Because there have been, there's had to have. Well, how he's, many? he's he's the, the third. third. That yeah, and like the last American coach lasted like 14 games. I forget which was team was that. Bob Bradley with yeah. like. Like Southampton or something like that. I mean, it was... Right. It wasn't a tiny team either. No, I mean, like a, a mid-tier team, but he, like he just he couldn't he couldn't get them to do shit. Well, 14 games, you're... Uh, something's not working. But, right. So, yeah, he's well, got a couple of things. He's got, he's got a The whole field. locker room and the front office is against you on that one. <laughs> so, god damn it. He the two things he mentioned was following in Bielsa, yeah, and being an American coaching a Premier League team in a fight for relegation, right? Like two points out of relegation. And in his other interviews, he they brought up like, well, if they do get relegated, which I still don't think that they are. I don't think they will. Um, I but, think they'll hang on. They have if, to play all those If they teams. do, he was like, no, I'm sticking with this team. Like, yeah, as long as they want me here. So. Right. The, the, they're not getting relegated. But if they do, then they are definitely losing well, three players. It, yeah. and But they've got the kids to replace well, I was going to say, we're, we're, and hold on to that thought, because it's like that's where the Leicester match, even though they lost, what was impressive about it was that they had, like, so in that, 20 goal give up yep. span that they did with Bielsa. They only had like five or six like shots on goal. Really? Yeah, I didn't it, it was that. it was it was it was sub 10. Like it it was minimal. But against Leicester they had 16. Really? So it's just like the breaks didn't go their way. And I mean, it, it was a did bunch they have of shit more possession like, of the ball, although Leicester plays a more of a counter-attacking yeah. football. Right? Leicester had, if if I recall the stats at the end, they had about fifty one percent possession. That makes sense for them, um, even them playing at home. But the so they they had more opportunities, so they still were pressing when they possessed the ball. Right. And but uh, even too afterwards, like Ailing's interview saying is like we didn't feel like we were scrambling to get back. Which all is the time. Wh- yes, which is and so that's why it was a one nil game. Which is what I kept saying about knowing when to press and when right. not to press. Yeah, you mentioned it last time we we talked was, yes, you've got to know when to turn it off, especially when you don't have enough. Like, there's just... Yeah, when you, you got, don't have... Sometimes you got to just sit back and play counterattacking football. Just don't let the other team score and hope you score with so many injuries. Right. Juventus are doing that right now with nine, <laughs> I said it earlier, nine first-team players. Right. Nine. Well, and that's and and that's the thing is that I they they also showed like Bamford went out and stretched a little bit. He even had like the incoming little jersey on, but once the one goal went in, they were like, "No, go sit down." Yeah. So, so but, he was actually on the bench then. Yeah. So he played. He's been out for what since November. He I played, think it's like three months. Yeah. He played one game, scored the game winner. <laughs> And immediately got hurt, yeah. and they subbed him off. Right. And it's his hamstring. It's like Dybala, man, or, or like these people who just, yeah, I don't. D- Douglas Costa. There's just a bunch of people who are made of glass. Well, but that's what I'm hoping. Like with like Marsh coming in, of uh, relaxing a little bit on the practice, is that what you're going to see? Is is that these dudes' bodies who have been pushed. 110% right when they're brought back to about 80% it's going to be like oh I can operate at full volume exactly because even it's... even after a week of practice so like once Bamford gets back in now now you got you know like as we said you got the dude that can sit up front yeah and then James and Rafina can feed into him or yep. they can take the ball or and he, and then you and then you got Gelhard off the bench or, who or Shackelford too yeah. who can play right behind them. And luckily, Forshaw's injury wasn't oh, a long term one. Thank God. Thank Same God. as with Dallas. Forshaw's another yeah. perfect example of yeah. someone who just can't stay healthy. Yeah, but but it's I, I How, will, What about Calvin Phillips? Do we know? Still no word, huh? I don't even know if he's training yet. You know. Uh, I mean, I know he's in. You know, he. You know why? 
he's at the facility, whatever they or whatever they call it, like the 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 arch or whatever it is. But yeah, um, their 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 practice facility. But um, you know why? I think we just had to assume he's not going to be back this season. You know why? Why? Because England's yeah World Cup hinges on him being in the middle of that park. right, and so you got but he's Gareth a, Southgate and he and he's a he's a hometown guy. But come on, let's look at the bigger picture. Yeah. But that's what I were, what or I was or I guess I'll wrap up the Leeds thing with this, and it's been a long time since we spent. Well, that's because we talked about them, but then it was also yeah. an international break, I believe, right. and the U.S. wasn't playing. So, but we haven't had this much news about. No, Leeds no, no, no. I mean, we got a, we had a coach that got fired. We five losses on a bounce. I really like, do. I were. I'm not going to say I think. Marsh is going to fix everything. Nope. No, no, no. But I really do hope the best for him. And I and so far he's at least shown the aptitude well, in his first Premier League job to did, say the right things. And it, it, I think he it's going to take him a while because Bielsa was like heroin to the Leeds fan base. But it's going to be it, it it's I, going to I be a while to come r- around. Results. So yeah. this week they are at home against Aston Villa. Right, yeah. So, and I, then we talked about we talked I think about the schedule. The schedule is favorable. Right. And we knew that going into it. And so, yeah. and I think that's why they pulled the trigger when they did uh Victor ordered, you know, brought in Marsh, which was like, look, like and he was already there. Like everybody knew that Marsh yeah. was going to take over the job no matter what. And what we were saying in the in the long long lead up to this is that that's the other idea to me of why you bring him in now is that it gives it a new look. So yep. coaches have to go back and regame plan. And he and no and if you start seeing in these next couple of games that Marsh adapts, then it's like okay, you just can't team, come in with one idea yeah. of how to beat Leeds. So and that's that's it because Leeds can clearly compete as they showed last year. Yeah, they can compete in this league. If they could just, if oh man, if Bielsa wasn't so fucking stubborn, yeah. and, and maybe injuries forced his hand, but personally, I think the injury should have forced him to like. He's also not a saying, young guy. Either. I hate to I keep mean, saying it. I mean, he's kind of it. like a. I mean, he sat there on that little stool, like, and refused to learn. Like an angry it. old man, yeah, refu- like on his front lawn, like fuck you, kids. I, I, I get it, Ma- but see, I hate to keep going back to this, but Max Allegri knew. Okay, I don't have anybody. We're yeah, gonna, we're gonna play defense and we're gonna get it forward fast. Play vertical and let Flavich do his fucking sure. thing. And they, uh, yeah, they're awesome. They've they've won more points since the beginning of the year than anybody else in Syria. Kind of like Arsenal. Well, and not Ooh, to like not, that transition. Not to well, I was gonna say, but not to pat ourselves on the backs, but. Remember when you were, you know, close to committing suicide over Juventus, and it was like, look, they're going to figure out a way to turn it around. And I, like, I, I always said, in between my bitching and moaning, right? Yeah, that Max, that's why I said we said yeah. the the second hat, like this time of year, is when you need to be clicking. Yeah, and, and playing they are, well, yeah. and with all the injuries, yeah, they're playing. They still and with those it. signings that they made, I mean, those were, I mean, those were good under the. Oh man, I'm telling you, if everybody was healthy right now, we're winning the fucking Champions League. I swear to you. If we had Dybala, Vlavic, Chiesa back with Zakara in the midfield well, with like, Locatelli, like that's that's half the team that won the Euros. It is okay, and I didn't even get to Locatelli or Benucci yeah. or Chiellini because that's the other half of the team that yeah. won the Euros. <laughs> so it, it's just. Well, I don't, I don't know. Well, injuries seem to be a theme this yeah. year with all the clubs, all the clubs. Sure, Harry Kane was out forever, right? Right, and then he's come back in Fuego. And he got his hundred and seventy fifth. Was that it? Like, yeah, I mean, he's getting close to two hundred. Yeah, he'll make it next year. Right, um, twenty. He'll make it next year. He'll hit two hundred next year. But for your boys. In Turin, like as long as as long as they can write the ship, I mean, like they're and, comfortably in the top four, right? Yeah, now. 
And not that it's like a major issue, but how did Man City go from like 10 points up to three points up on Liverpool? I think it's six. <laughs> Is it now. six now? But I don't know. Like, it was 12 not too long ago. And the funny thing is, Man City's only lost one game. Yeah. Well, the deal is, like you said, clicking Liverpool. And they got a game in hand. I think that's why it, yeah, it should be six with the game in hand. Liverpool is gelling right now. Like, they look good today, although Inter pushed them. Yeah. But, I mean, on any other day, Liverpool scores four goals. I mean, Salah hit the post three times. Well, and, and Mane's come back from the AFCON Cup. Right, if they can get Firmino hot. Liverpool's Liverpool, and I fucking hate them. It is, but it's like there's now that talk of they could pull off the quadruple this year. You know what? The English created that. Well, I know. know. I mean, granted, they won that Carabo Cup, whatever the League Cup. That doesn't I know. So it's like we shouldn't be talking about that unless they win the FA Cup. And if and they the can Premier overtake, if, yeah, if they can overtake Man City, it doesn't matter. They're not winning the Champions League. Yeah, I, I mean, not, and they're not winning the league. I th- well, Chelsea's way so it's a two horse race. So much for a uh, a race for the top four with the top four. Nah, nobody wants it except Man City and Liverpool. Well, in the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, other, yeah, for the top two, no, but like as we've talked all year, that four spot, that's where the fun's at. Oh yeah, because like Arsenal's back in it. Last time we talked, Man U had just come back into it. Now, now they're, they're not. <laughs> Arsenal, like Juventus, yeah, have more points since the beginning of the year than any team in the Premier League. Right, they've and, been the hottest team. And what did they do that no other team did in the Premier League? What's that? They stuck with their coach. Oh, yeah. They were going to stick with him anyway. I yeah. Think, because they had... But they didn't do through. a fire sale. No, they and they didn't, didn't go out know. and, like, get in a bunch of transfers. Like, Saka seems to be... Saka? Saka? Saka. Seems to be over his penalty shootout in this <laughs> against Italy that we won the <laughs> championship. He seems to be over that. And I yeah. actually think that the coach said something about it this week. Was it? Or... I mean, there was, like, the initial thing, but then also there was the racial backlash that that dude had to face, which was well, completely and unfair. now he's got a giant middle finger at all of them. Yeah. Because he's him with the rest of the team have Arsenal. Yeah. In, back in fourth in the, place. Good yeah. God. And they're, they're not but five points behind Chelsea. Yeah. And, and uh, Arsenal aren't fighting in any other competitions, like, Chelsea. No, yeah, so and they Man can United stay healthy and, and they like don't all have the to, other teams. Yeah, they don't have to do a second squad for There's this. There's no more meat grinder for them. It's just the league. Yeah. Have fun in the league. But uh which and you know, at this point for them to go where they were, like where they, they were talking like 13th and everybody was like, "Oh my god, they're going to well, get remember, relegated." Yeah, yeah, they were t- yeah, it was they they were the first early relegation talk and then now they're looking at a Champions League spot for next year. Which hey man, good on them. Yeah. Good. I mean, good on them. And uh, they'll fuck it up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and even even with this year, and to go back with something that we were talking about earlier, apparently, when Bayern in the Champions League wants to turn it on, they just go. They fucking click. <laughs> dude. The flex. They didn't even have. They they did not have to flex that hard at home. Well. So three of Lewandowski's goals were two penalties. Correct. And one of those was a beautiful false step. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I think at this point he's just showing off because yeah. he's he's not going to win the ball on door, although he should have won it two times. Not that that matters, whatever. That's like a fucking... Well, that's clearly a bias. Exactly. Thing, so. that's like oh, wait, NFL. something in FIFA is biased? That's Imagine crazy. Imagine that. <laughs> And even the players, I think, have gotten to the point where they're just like, who gives a fuck? Um, A hat trick before 25 minutes? I don't give a fuck who you are. You're in the Champions League round of 16. Yeah. And you score a hat trick inside 25 minutes? Yeah, not even... I mean, barely half... Or, yeah, halfway through the first half. The quarter of a way through the game. You know, like, I, 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 I don't get it. It's, it's like a wide receiver having three touchdowns in the yeah. first quarter. 
Well, and then they were up four nothing by half at half, and, and then they, they did, still finished out seven and two. And they did not right. They didn't take their foot off the gas. Yeah. I don't think they know how. Well, I, I mean, that like to me when I are looking at that is that I, I you know whatever it might be is that that's just a message to the other teams of going if we want to fuck with you. Yes. Which is uh, the only other team that I know like that that can do that on a dime is Man City because that's the way Pep rolls. Yeah, but well, just like Bayern last year, they can both get caught. Right. Yeah. By you, the yeah, right team. Yeah, you you can get caught with your dick hanging out. It, it seems to happen to Pep more than it happens to Man Bayern. Yeah. Well, because I mean, one's Spanish and the other one's German. So well, the Germans <laughs> are coming out of that. <laughs> But yeah, it'll be fun. So Liverpool barely scraped by today in Champions League. Well, they had to get by on aggregate, which at least it's not away goals, but it's still They is. still would have won on away goals. Yeah. But. No, they were up at like two, two, two nothing. Yeah. yeah. So they had two away goals. Which, Although it doesn't matter. Thank God it yeah. doesn't matter. I, I, you know, it's like, look, it's never going to be. And, and when you're doing a two and two, yeah, like yeah, that's exactly. the only way that that works. When you're doing, yeah, home and away, whatever. Yeah. So, but you can't do a best of three because that's going to drag the Champions League out way no, too long. Back in the day, they would just replay the game, replay mm-hmm. like they'd have a match, like the round of sixteen of the FA Cup would go on for six weeks because yeah. they just kept tying. But that whatever. So I think that's why they introduced. Well, but at le- yeah, at least it's not like you score one away goal and it's worth two. Right. Like, that's just exactly. bullshit. So. So which. I don't. I don't know. We'll Which I, if if and, that if that were still in place, then they would have been tied on aggregate. No, and, they still would have been down a goal because it was zero two. The aggregate was two to one. Oh, was the other or who they play today? Inter. Yeah. So it was in. They beat Inter. They beat Inter in Milan. Oh, nil. okay, yeah. So it would have been four. Yeah, exactly. Four nothing. Yeah, exactly. Four so. Okay. Right. Um, I don't want to look at the standings. I want to look at the fucking matches. There we go. So well, we tomorrow have, is yeah. Man City and Sporting. Man City with a five nil right aggregate going into yeah, the second. Yeah, they got that. Round. But the, the now they still might do that because Bayern did what they did today. So yeah, they Man might City should come out it. and curb stomp them. Yeah. Um, unless Pep does his thing and he starts a bunch of kids and. But is uh is is PSG tomorrow too? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. PSG and Real Madrid, and they are at in Real in Real in Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! It's been a while. They're uh, in, yeah, they're in Madrid too. So, well, and what's what's interesting about that is it's not really the story of like who will win. Is that how is how is Real Madrid gonna try and lure Mbappe? Well, you saw that Mbappe. Got hurt, yeah, in training and may miss this game. Right, so he can and party I, up in the luxury. And I suites. saw the footage in practice, and a dude just stepped on his foot. Like, I mean, I get it, but everybody's been stepped on. Yeah, it happens all the time. Fuck, it's like I tell the girls, it's gonna happen. Doesn't hurt very long. Move on. Right. Get over it. Get up. Rub some dirt on it. <sighs> Which is what we're going to do to this first pour half. Pour Mbappe. For Mbappe. <laughs> pour some dirt. Don't. We can't pour dirt on Mbappe. That's bad. That's like Bayern beating Salzburg today. Yeah. All right. Well, Woo we'll, me. We will actually try and have some NHL news after the break. I got Paul Luckless again. <laughs> Do you like the finer things in life? Do you like to support independent American small business? The Goddamn Sauce has you covered for your condiment needs. They have barbecue sauces and hot sauces that are delicious and amazing. Their barbecue sauces are their original and spicy barbecue, pineapple and ginger, and mambo barbecue sauce. Their hot sauces are their honeycomb hot sauce, sriracha garlic, lemon pepper, ginger ghost, tomato habanero, mango habanero, and curry reaper pepper. Do yourself a favor. Go to thegdsauce.com and place your order today.
Yeah, then, I and mean, then, and then we can go. So I'm not surprised by Rogers, really. All right, first like, before we do this, because we could spend a lot of time, and I want to know. <clears throat> was that thing that I sent you this morning about no shifts and the the no shifts, I believe, but the no bunt. No, that's not. Okay, yeah, thank that's not on the table. Christ. Okay. No, I mean that would be that would be changing a hundred years of the game. Like, well, I mean, they've there's been a shift for a hundred years. We just haven't used it until recently. Well, yeah. I, I want to know who introduced the shift. Uh, the first time I remember, and it's not because I'm. Well, it's a because I am a fanboy, but it's not because oh, the Cardinals are the greatest. The first time I remember say. hearing about it was they pulled the shift on Ted Williams. In that like, makes sense. In the forty, like the forty-six World Series, and Ted Williams, being Ted Williams, was like, "I'm not going to hit the other way. I'm going to try and beat it." Well, of course. And of course, he hit line oh, drives. Look, history: the infield shift strategy is often associated with Ted Williams. Yeah, but it was actually first employed against Cy Williams in the twenties, which makes perfect sense. Um. But we'll give it up to Ted. No, I mean, it's... My thing is, I... Yes, we're starting with baseball. We're just going to go ahead and get this bitching out of the way real quick. Yeah, it's... uh, Well, and to tie this into a funny story, so at that lunch, um, I'll keep it generic, somebody at the lunch table (laughs) uh, looked at me and goes, what do you think about the... The what's going on with baseball? The players look pretty stupid, and I was like, "Who?" First, I was like, "Who? Do you even know who I am?" Have you read? Oh. Well, and then too, it's like you clearly are not reading normal news. You're not paying attention. It's whatever Fox News is feeding oh. you, um, because it was like, and and to my point, and I can't remember if I shared it with you. I I know I sent it out to a bunch of people. The owners have fucked up so bad. Jeff Passan at ESPN. Yep. yep, I saw it. Wrote a a term paper. I didn't read it all how, because it was a dissertation. Yeah, it's like twenty pages. Yep, of how badly they fucked up. Yeah, and so and and with, if he if we get to that point, like if we're at that point of yeah. this situation where well, he his <laughs> his paycheck is. It's signed by ESPN, but they get the money from the MLB rights. Technically, the stamp on the check is the Major League Baseball logo. Yeah. And he just eviscerated them. Right. So he did what Ken Rosenthal was doing, but they they, they could fire Ken Rosenthal. They can't fire Jeff Passan unless they press ESPN enough. And, of course, Jeff Passan made Buster Olney look like a little bitch. (laughs) So I fucking hate Buster Olney. Which is, you know, you... uh, uh, you get to see who are the dudes in the pockets of yeah. each individual. Yeah. And, you know, good for Jeff Passan for going middle. And I'm going to say going middle of the road because he did point out places where the players could well, of be course, doing of course. Uh, other I mean, stuff. it's not, yes, but the, the key owners thing are completely is, at fault. Well, no, it's all the owners. Yeah, because, well, first off, or, I mean, just to run through the timeline, they're the ones that they locked out the players. The players are not I on strike. I was explaining this to the wife. Yeah. And then it took them 43 days because they have first offer. But wait, but wait. They also put a moratorium on discussing right. it during those 40-something you can't, something Yeah, days. players like, can't. Or, no one not supposed to talk to the press. Yep. Their owners are not to talk to the press in their front offices. Or coaches are to talk to the players. Yep. Then it took them 43 days. Them having first offer in the negotiation it took them forty three days to put something out on the table, and it was while the players are going like, "Where's your fucking deal? Where's your fucking deal?" And then when they put the offer on the table, sorry, we should be running. When they put the offer matter. on the table, the owners go, "We're not discussing like these issues." No, and they, go, they so just like did, blacklisted how, this, like, right? So how is that a negotiation if you've already taken like key elements off the table? That is, remember we were talking about it earlier. Do you want my yeah. money or not? Right. Yeah. Like that's what the players are saying. Like, do you want to play baseball? Right. You own a baseball. Do you want to generate all? Well, do, and, you, do you want to play? Yeah. Like and, that, that's. And so it's like shutting down your own company. Well, so before we get to well, and that's that's the important part that's buried in the Jeff Passan article. But I, I'm going to get back to that in a second. 
So, but as far as I've read, and again, I will. I always approach this. I or uh, I, I, say, I say it off the bat. I am a pro union person. Me too. Me too. Um, baseball and other things uh, too, across uh, the board. Right. So unapologetically. Right. Yep. But the players have kept acquiescing to what the owners want, and then the owners keep tacking other shit on. Right, they just keep moving the, the goalposts. And right. This is how it works every fucking time, and the players just want to fucking play. Right. And they've and, and the players have been handling it perfectly. Yeah, of course. Or, I'm going to say it perfectly, but very well. No, no, they're, using they're doing social it a, media. about as well as yeah. you can in this situation. And even, even at this point to where they got the uh, MLB copying them when they started the million dollar fund for the people who are being put out of work because of this yep. and now MLB is like oh, hey we're going to do that too like no too no, fucking no, no, late no, no, to the no, party yeah, right, yeah, thank you right. but the main thing here is and, and it, it took was, them a couple of days for that yeah. right like it wasn't like immediate a, like a, a week and a half oh gee okay yeah. I didn't realize it was again it was, I was on vacation yeah. so I was out of pocket for like a week no I literally I, yeah I was just sitting around being like ingesting everything uh, which is what i did yesterday. as much as i could <laughs> that's what i did yesterday when i got back so but the but the the part i loved about jeff Passan's article is that he really he focused in on the competitive balance tax and why what the issue is with that and so so what exact real quick yeah what what competitive balance tax is that like the what's the it's the luxury the lux- tax. Thank you. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. It's a luxury tax. Like, if you go over this, you pay a tax, and right. we divvy it out about everybody else. So the idea is is that it's it's supposed to be a soft salary cap. Correct. Now, but here, and this is, Passam points it out, and if you look at, at the NFL and the NBA, there's one glaring issue with, with how the MLB works. So in the NBA, for instance... You have a salary cap, mm-hmm. but there's also a spending minimum. So every team has to spend a certain amount in order to stay competitive. So in baseball, though, with the competitive balance tax, there is no minimum. bottom. Oh, so teams like Florida can do what they right. do. Or say, let's let's use Pittsburgh as the example. <laughs> so oh, okay, we're gonna go there. All right. The whole point of the players wanting to rate which so this is how crazy the fucking owners are. The players are not saying, hey, let's lower the tax. Like let's make the penalty harsher. Yeah, let's just have it's, a minimum. They want no, they want to raise the tax threshold so teams can spend more and not get penalized. The owners are going, no. They want to keep it where it is. The reason being That doesn't make sense, but Exactly. Okay. But it doesn't make sense unless you understand that there's no bottom to it. Oh, right. So they can lowball everything and just hang right. out at the bottom, which started happening a couple of years ago. When right. So basically froze out free last, agents. Yeah, the last season, it was, uh, uh, it was the Dodgers and uh, it was either the Red Sox or your, your, your boys, the Yankees. Last year, we yeah. got under it. Yeah. Well, so it, it might have been the Red Sox. Only two teams out of the 30 broke the luxury tax threshold. I think the Yankees were under it. The majority of teams were operating well below it. So it's not really a salary cap because you don't have the floor to it. So, but like coming back to Pittsburgh. Because there's no floor. Right. So like you, you take a team like Pittsburgh, it's like, well, just cut payroll. But you know that you have a loyal fan base. So you're guaranteed 3 million fans a year. No matter what. Right. So yep. what... De- Detroit was like that, too. Right. Yep. So you don't need... you and what. So this is where the owners are. And we've mentioned this before. They're not like the old school owners that fought the union because you had, like, say, like Wrigley or Bush or um, even... Or even original Steinbrenner, where you're getting mo- you're getting money from your company, right? And you're and what you want to do is you want to win rings, you want to win you trophies, invest in that company. Right. Which now these teams and- are part of a portfolio. Yeah, that's what's that's what's up with right well, to borrow we again. We can circle back around to football in right. Europe because that's right. what's happening. So, but it, even in Europe, though, you have to spend a minimum. So baseball is this weird thing where it's a legalized monopoly and the owners don't have to invest in the team 
And the way right. that so they're just raking in money without right. putting money into their corporation, and they're sure. just pocketing it all, right. which we all knew was the case. But so, like, and and that's the thing: the players aren't asking for a bottom to it; they're just asking to expand the top of it. And the owners are fighting against that, and that's what, to me, that's what the fans have to understand. And I will, I will use my favorite team's owner, Bill DeWitt Jr. He's not. The third is the president, but or he's Junior still running the. T- I mean, well, he's, he's the, the one the who. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he came out in 2020, and uh, this was also his mistake to do this in St. Louis, where they have like 50 baseball writers. But he came out and he <laughs> and said, "The city is fucking yeah. bananas." Yeah. He's the he's one of the owners that said, "Oh, it's not profitable running a baseball team." Like as if, and that was right at the beginning of the. Uh, it COVID was right too. before, yeah, COVID yep. came out. Yep. And so, but so all the sports writers in St. Louis were like, all right, we're going to call City Hall. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. They figure out, so because he owns all the all the retail space around the yep, stadium. We've, talked, we've discussed that Including before. parking garages. All like, of that shit is his. So like the, even in COVID, he was making like $400 million a year with limited retail space and very few games. So, and, and the games had zero fans right so so you're working off a of tv money and now it's like you know it's a luxury sky rise condominium like you know chain restaurants shit like that so eventually they will and plus the parking garages they're going to make either like three quarters of a billion dollars every year just from that alone not just because from the he team owns it. right right because he owns of the retail the spaces so yeah. now that they're back open he didn't give a fuck about it well he does because it's St. Louis, and I, right. I don't. I don't mean that maliciously, but he could care less because he's still getting paid. Well, the point is, is that is to put a product out there that fans will come to, but not to put out a product to where you, you know, you have to shell out a shit ton of money. And you're yeah, going. Why, like, why would you pay? God, what is it now? Thirty-five, forty bucks for the cheapest seat at some of these stadiums. Well, I was just to say, watch the last Cardinal product? game I went to, tickets were twenty dollars. Hot dog and a beer, and a bratwurst was thirty dollars. Seriously, in St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. Last time I was in New York, it was like they sold sushi. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. I mean, I I could have gotten something fancy like that yeah, too. But, but you know, like, I think I got a souvenir cup of really shitty right. beer for 18 bucks or something but this is where to to bring it back around and so i don't just drone on about this forever. no no because no, i i want to we keep putting it off but my thing is is that it, or what what people have to under or what fans have to understand is that there's no incentive right now for the owners to put out a competitive product no. other than just like pride or whatever you know, well, and these owners give a fuck about well, that. Well, and as soon as like, and, and and the real deal is, and this is where I get back into pro union talk. The average baseball player plays for about two and a half years, and outside of the inflated contracts, the average you know salary is like two, or it's like two million or something is like. Is it that. is it that high? But is that's it? that's the average. But when you have like three or four players making a hundred million. Two hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, that inflates the guys right. who are making like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. And you're talking about dudes that are drafted out of high school, so they have zero college education. Right. They have no other and then skills. They tool around in the major in the minor leagues, making yeah. nothing. Right, and they're brought up, and they're not given a major league contract. They're yeah. still brought up in their service time, which is another thing that they're trying to get changed. Well, no, it's like the player, the players gave up on that. You sh- don't. Well, I, and like, don't like no because that's what's infuriating that's 80% about this. Percent of yeah. the the players in the like, league, like the top ten percent, are there. They're trying to they're trying to get the players on the field so they get paid for this year, and then and it's not uh, it's well, not that they're caving the into, but that's why back to what started this off. That's why they're going like, all right, we'll give you the no shifts, we'll give you the pitch clock, we'll give you the larger bases. Which the only what one is the out larger of, base? What what, what, it what just, fucking difference? It makes it easier to slide into, or like it also makes it easier to step on because it's bigger. Right? Yeah. I don't know, so it just, like it's just as easy. That's to get the it only out. one I'm fine with. Like well, I mean, I get it, but it's just arbitrary. But like at this pitch point. clock, it's you're going like, all right, talk to your fucking pitching coach. Tell your Thank pitchers you. to fucking work faster. 
That's Talk all to your catcher. Go like f- fucking speed it up. It's like. not fucking golf. Golf has a fucking yeah. shot clock. Well, Give me a break. And I'm biased because I grew up worshiping Bob Gibson. Who, oh, yeah, who had zero. He, he would got get the ball. Set, well, he would get set and he would be waiting for Tim McCarver to squat down. And, Tim McCarver. Yeah. And, like, and he's like, bitch, get behind the plate because yeah. I'm ready to fucking throw. But, Mariano Rivera's like that. Yeah. Clemens didn't take long. Pettit was on point. No, but like, but like, Tim Wetland took a week and a day to fucking pitch, fucking and he threw one pitch. <laughs> I could throw the fucking knuckleball. Yeah. This motherfucker took eight minutes up there. <laughs> but I'm glad so, you got fucking walked off. But now, yeah, and then the and then the last part I forgot about was the owners are the ones setting these arbitrary deadlines. Like the yeah, new there one, should, is there should be no today. Deadline. Today is supposed to be the deadline, so they do, they can make 160 because they realize when fucking Rob Manfred came out and giggled about canceling opening day, and when everybody was like "fuck you, dude," I remember that. Yeah, that they were like, "Oh, let's change the deadline, and then maybe we can get all 162." Like, you're and, not getting 162 in at this point. And I, I, I even want to say, like, the players, you all fuck it, like meaning the owners, you you made your bed this far down the road. Yeah, no, at this like, point, like... Fucking you, sleep in it, yeah, all right? Like, they, they, don't go back on what you're doing. Like, but that's what... That would be the beauty part, is if all of a sudden, like, they're like, all right, we're going to do this. And then the players are like, oh, no, now yeah, we want service time reduced. Yeah, well, and see, that's Fuck what... Fuck you, it, you bitches. Like, <clears throat> to me, that was one of the most important things, yeah. was the service time, because those kids who get called up and get paid nothing for it. And at some point they're not even kids anymore. That's if they don't burn out from alcoholism. Yeah. But they're still getting paid. Or they don't. Yeah. Like have three Tommy John surgeries before they hit, get out of the double Before you get the August call up to still not be a major leaguer. Well, I mean, we're and not to go on forever. We're going to get to the, I know where it's like, like, but like you know, the the great example of that is Chris Bryant, which is, Ugh. and that Why dude. Why would you? Well, I'm just saying is that. I hate you for that. And I'm not I'm not saying this because that cut deep. I don't like the Cubs, but <laughs> most likely that dude's best years are behind him, and his best way behind him. his best years he was being paid six hundred thousand dollars. How many which, of those best years did he have? I mean, it was like five or six. No. Well, I mean, it was, it was like it was when he was under service time. Now he did. Oh, good point. Okay, he did get like one year of where, where his salary got bumped up because of arbitration. <coughs> but then but that like, was it. Then he didn't yeah. pay it. He didn't that, get paid after. That's that. why he didn't shed one fucking tear when the Cubs traded him. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, he won him a fucking World Series. And he sued. He brought suit to try and get that change. And the courts and everything else was like, nope. And I'm just saying, like, Chris right. Bryant, I mean, he's he's got the looks. He probably has the voice. He'll probably end up on ESPN someday. Of course not. Not every dude has that. I mean, I'm still amazed. Eduardo Perez, <coughs> amazed Eduardo Perez, is on broadcast television. Like, that. I mean, that dude does has a face for fucking radio, but he's... He, he, and he was, he was a hell of a bench player. I love me some Big E, but... Well, I wish um, Brocious was on TV. Yeah. He does not. Does, he does. Paul O'Neill is all I need on my television. Okay. Well, and by the way, I love that he has his number now, but the Yankees need to pump the brakes on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to run out of. You're, you're going to start like going We're out of single 100s. digits. Yeah. Already. There might be one left. If you gave me a minute, I could tell you. The beauty part about Paul O'Neill broadcasting, he still gets as angry as oh. he did on the field. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he will never throw a baseball bat at a pitcher. No. No, he'll just he'll just kick that front foot out at him. <laughs> yeah, he will. And then he go fucking yard on you. <laughs> Put his dick in your... So, speaking of going yard-age... What? Oh, God, that was horrible. That was bad. That was yard. It was a stretch. It was a stretch. It, I'm going to call that all like rusty. They they call that ring rust. Is what they call that ring rust. Shake it off. Shake it off. So Russell Wilson plays for the Denver Broncos now. Apparently. And Brett Favre got paid like he did. <laughs> did you see? Who was it? Charles Barkley was what Charles Barkley said. 
something about he's just a pretty girl that needs to be told he's pretty all the time. <laughs> and I went, God damn you, Charles. You I love Charles. So do I. It'll be great to listen to him when March Madness starts soon. I was just saying, where it's like, yeah, like before we move back into football, when and I, I know you saw it when Ernie was grilling him on like, so you're not going to say Lakers anymore this year. And he's like, why would I talk about losers? It's <laughs> like, oh, he uh, like, he like for, for everybody fucks. outside Los Angeles, it was like, thank you. Yep. Thank you, sir. Just like the, the columns of our Los Angeles really <laughs> dead. Who gives a fuck? Whatever. <laughs> so. But, I mean, the Broncos gave up a lot. Uh, multiple first rounds. And, like, three players. Like, three active players. I didn't see players. who the players were. Yeah. It's, it's probably to be named later. And, like... <laughs> the infamous MLB. I mean, this is, one, this is one of those to where it's going to be, like, you know, 2031. And it's, like... So, what you're saying is... It's, Seattle still with a pick from the Broncos. So, it's the Saints and Ricky Williams situation yeah. is what we're talking about. Or Tony Dorsett. Except you're not trading for a draft pick. I mean, and granted, it's like you you are trading for a, I guess, a known commodity. But I didn't realize he was like in his almost in his mid 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, you know, that's going to sound bad. But but so he's 33 years old. That is 34. Yeah. That's banking on a lot for for a mobile quarterback. We're not talking about Tom Brady here. No, 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 no. We're talking, you know, somebody who takes three steps and throws. You're talking about a guy who likes to get out of the pocket. Well, that's his thing. And like, loves having could, his knee explode he once could, a year. He's Drew Brees who could run around. Yeah. Is what I've always said Yeah, about short. Him. Yeah, he's, he's short. He, but short, super accurate. He's got a, he's got an arm, I guess. But he can move around. But Brett, he, no, I'm not going to say Brett Favre. Apparently, he can't throw it in from the two-yard line, though. I'm going to blame that on a stupid, <laughs> stubborn... You fucker, man. Pete you, I, I would have rather you win than have those motherfucking Patriots win again. Are you saying, like, Pete Carroll's the Marcelo Bielsa of football? <laughs> double. And, you know, the worst part about that is you had Marshawn motherfucking yeah. Lynch on no, your team. The best part about that is, is that you had Marshawn Lynch saying you yeah. had Marshawn Lynch on your Literally, fucking like... That's if I'm Russell Wilson, I don't give a fuck. I'm calling an audible in that situation. So Broncos, you don't have to worry about that. So who's the? <clears throat> but so that we're like real quickly. This this a could be it could be like the Peyton situation, like Manning, and like Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl. But the, this and year. I saw Von Miller now wants to come back. Like, yeah, which. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um, I get it. And they've got some skill players out there. Or the Broncos are going to go down to pre-Elway <laughs> And he's Elway's still running the team, right? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I think in some... Co- yeah, because uh, uh, Lynch is over at the 49ers, so... Right. All right. I'm sorry. I just want to see... I don't remember where they finished last year. When is, I think they were, like, right out of the playoffs. Yeah. But it was it was because they no, didn't. No, they were in dead last. So how do you think Russell? They went seven and ten. They are also in a division with two playoff teams: the Chiefs and the Raiders, and then the Chargers. Yeah. Which, as you as you mentioned earlier, the Chargers are on the rebound. Yeah, so. I mean the Chargers won. Did they win double digit games? Well, maybe that. I they mean, were nine and eight. I mean that's respectable. Well. This could also be the beginning of, like, the Broncos are just going to fucking throw shit tons of money out. I mean... I know nothing about the Broncos. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows how they're going to structure that contract? Today's podcast has been brought to you by the GD Sauce, a small American business for all of your condiment and hot sauce needs. Head on over to thegdsauce.com and place your order today. Pulpery is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimion. Web design and social media by Rebecca Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators.